0: Welcome back to the Native AZ Sports Show, brought to you by Patak and Dalton. Tonight is a solo episode brought to you by Nick Patak, and we have breaking news in the in the NBA Phoenix Suns land. The Phoenix Suns have made trades today on the last day of the trade deadline, February 8th, 2024. Let's talk about it. So the Suns have made a trade with the Brooklyn Nets and the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, it appears to be a three-way trade. And the Phoenix Suns trade Cade Bates Diop. Jordan Goodwin, Chemezi Metu, Yuta Wananabe, and three second round picks. Okay. So the trade is um, Chemezi Metu and Yuta Wananabe to the Memphis Grizzlies. The Brooklyn Nets receive, um, they receive Kata Bates Diop and Jordan Goodwin and three second round picks. And the Phoenix Suns receive Royce O'Neill. And David Roddy. So the Suns get back Royce O'Neal and David Roddy. The Suns also in the deal sent out the trade exception in the Dario Saric uh, trade exception. So it just fit under the uh, salary windows. So those trades have officially happened. The Suns give up three second round draft picks for the Royce O'Neal trade. And so let's talk about it. Who um, do we give up? You know, we gave up three guys. That were on expiring contracts that most likely were not going to be here next year due to the fact that for right or wrong, the Suns did not play them right or they didn't fit in the rotation. They got put in the doghouse by Frank Vogel, and that was in Shimezi Metu and Jordan Goodwin, and and Bates Diop was starting to play more. Jordan Goodwin was the only player of the four players that the Suns could have brought back under team control. The the Suns had the option to bring him back. The other three players had player options. The player was in control. And realistically, none of those guys were going to take the player option, in my opinion, to come back to the Phoenix Suns because they did not get the playing time and the value proposition that they were probably assuming they would coming to the Suns. What does that mean? Those guys thought they were going to come to the Suns for a minimum deal take the cheapest salary put up good numbers and then go get a big contract the next year in free agency somewhere in the range of seven to ten million dollars a year for Yuta Wananabe, Kata Bates diop um, you know Jordan Goodwin probably too uh, and inshimezi metu and they didn't so now they're saying in their head they had to actually okay uh, two of the four players had to okay this trade. Uh, and I believe it was Kata Bates, Diop, and Yuta Wananabe. They had to okay these trades. And they said yes. Why? Because they want to go get playing time and they want to go salvage the rest of the year. And they would <coughs> want their they want their next contract. So it makes sense why they wanted to be traded. Uh, we wish these guys the best. I'm a little sad to lose Jordan Goodwin and Chimezi Metu. I think some of the other guys have potential as well to find roles in the league. I'm going to go on record and say Goodwin and Metu actually have decent NBA careers. Kade Bates Diop is to be determined. Maybe Udonis Abe. It's so dependent on if he can regain his shooting stroke and confidence that he had in Brooklyn. I wish those guys all the best. Let's talk about the three second round picks. The one that they did keep was the Boston second round pick that they had. They did give up three second round picks, and you know that isn't the easiest thing in the world to give up. But they had to give these these players up or these picks up rather to go out and get a player in Royce O'Neal that is a top eight to nine player in your NBA playoff rotation. Royce O'Neal is a three, excuse me, three and D wing. He's a guy that can go out, make the, the corner three. He's known as the pump fake king. What does that mean? He loves to pump fake at the three point line get you off of the three-point line when a defender is coming at him and then take a three. He's shooting a pretty solid percentage from three, right around 36%. I expect that to go up this season with the Suns closer to 40% because he's going to be like Grayson Allen, wide open a lot of the time. Um, I'm I'm happy to, to have these guys on the team. They also get David Roddy, who is under contract for this year and two more years of team control and will be a restricted free agent in 2025-2026. David Roddy is a six foot four listed as a power forward. He's more of a small forward wing. He's really good at driving the ball to the basket. He can rebound a little bit. He's an okay shooter at best. He likes to shoot in the right corner. He shoots 40% from the right corner three. He's not great all other places shooting spot up. He's a guy that I think the Suns are going to try to groom and develop. David Roddy is a former first round pick in 2022. He's 22 years old. Okay, he played at Colorado State. He's under contract this year in 2024, 2025, also 2025, 2026. He's a, he's a free agent in 2026. He's restricted. The reason this matters is because the Suns are over the salary cap so badly. They need some young players that they can develop. And Roddy has some Eric Gordon in his game. He's got some Royce O'Neal in his game. He's going to. They're going to try to groom this guy into being a 3-and-D wing If I had to guess or in the future, he could be a trade chip that they could try to, you know, um, trade in a deal. But I really think they should try to develop David Roddy. He does drive the ball to the basket pretty well. He's just an okay finisher around the rim. He doesn't shoot it well from the free throw line. He's not a great shooter from the field. He's more of a guy that I think the Suns are going to have to put in a role like shoot corner threes take a one dribble pull up from the three-point line into a mid-range and drive the ball to the basket and pass. You got to – and then rebound and play defense. They're not going to let him go all over the floor and isolate. But I do like the players they brought in. They're a little small, six four and six six in terms of height. It doesn't solve the problem that we needed a backup center or a backup power forward or a big wing, but it does add wing depth to this team, guys that can play in the playoffs. Roddy might not um, this year, maybe in the future. But I really do feel Royce O'Neill is gonna be in the top seven or eight in this playoff rotation, so they did not get miles bridges. My prediction was wrong uh the suns and in <coughs> excuse me, I have a little cough. The Suns and Hornets had trade talks that broke down at the last minute um, regarding you know miles bridges, and also bridges d- decided at the end. Um, that he did not want to get traded, it sounds like, and he wants to stay in Charlotte, and he wants to try to get a a contract extension in Charlotte because they can pay him the most money. So we did not get Miles Bridges. There's no issues with having that guy on our team from a fan perspective, from anyone not loving um, you know, uh, Bridges as a person. All the off-court baggage, there's no distraction. So in that case, it's a win, and we move on. Royce O'Neal was always... One of the targets they were looking at, John Gambadoro, the most uh, reputable and respected source for the Phoenix Suns, always said that he was a big possibility and he could not rule out Royce O'Neal, that we were really interested in Royce O'Neal. So Royce O'Neal is 30, um, 30 years old and he comes from the Brooklyn Nets. He had his best basketball in Utah where he was a part of those... Cha- um, almost championship teams that were in the playoffs all those years with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. He's 30 years old. He turns 31 in June. Okay. And he is a guy that hits the three. He plays solid defense. His best defense is behind him moving his feet. He's a little slow footed, but he's a six foot six, 226 pound wing. He shoots 36% from three um, this year. But keep in mind in 2022, 2023, when Kevin Durant, And Kyrie Irving were on the Brooklyn Nets. He shot 39% from three the last two years when he had more talent. Royce O'Neal probably ticks up to a 40% three-point shooter with how open he's going to be. He grabs four and a half rebounds a game. He he averages 2.8 assists per game. And the big thing is his assist to turnover ratio is actually the highest on the team. So he's going to be able to be a secondary passer and not turn it over that much. Almost to steal a game. Um, you know, he is a guy that, that is going to make an impact. And the biggest thing for the Suns, also with Royce O'Neill, they have his bird rights. They can re sign him next year for the same money that they are paying him, even though they are way over the luxury tax and the second apron in this tax. The bird rights, named after Larry Bird, we've talked about this on the podcast is a way that you can pay players the same money that they're making even if you're over a salary cap limit. So Royce O'Neal makes $9.5 million. The Suns can offer the same contract plus a little bit more to Royce O'Neal. That matters a lot, especially with Grayson Allen and Royce O'Neal. Now, Matt Ishbia, in this move, getting Royce O'Neal and David Roddy added $20 million of luxury tax to the bill. That just shows you how much of a winning... Mentality Matt Ishbia has how he wants to win at any cost. He added just role players to this roster and he has to pay $20 million more. So that that's probably gonna be one whole playoff game less of revenue that you know he's gonna get just from signing these guys. But Matt Ishbia, if he wants to spend the money this offseason, we can extend Grayson Allen and uh Royce O'Neal if they'll take the contract extensions. Grayson Allen's eligible for a max of like four years, 75 million Royce O'Neal can get paid. I think even more than 9.5 million he's making. There's a very decent chance we can keep one of the two of them or even both. And I think they need to keep both for the next couple of years as they have the Suns have a two to three year window. So does the, uh, rot, you know, rotate, what are the rotations look like now that four guys are off the team and what happens in the buyout market? We'll talk in the buyout market soon. I think Royce O'Neal is going to slot in off the bench. I think they keep the starting lineup the same But I could also see a situation in which they decide to start Royce O'Neal and bring Grayson Allen off the bench. Be very curious to see that happen, how that works. I think Royce starts off the bench and comes off the bench with Eric Gordon, Josh Akogi. Maybe David Roddy gets into the mix. Bull, bull. I would like to see Roddy play. I really would. I think this guy... <clears throat> Excuse me, can drive to the basket. I think this guy has some talent. He's 22. I'm I'm a little nervous they're going to put him on the bench and not play him at all. Uh but I hope he does get to play. He showed that he could play in Memphis. Uh and and I really think that they need more guys that can get downhill, drive to the basket, uh and score and then also play some defense and grab some rebounds. So it will be interesting to see. I'm going to say that Royce O'Neal for sure is in the rotation, and I'm undecided if David Roddy will be in the rotation going forward. I think Bol, Bol solidified himself a spot as the eighth or ninth man on this team. And obviously, you're going to have the starters of Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Yusuf Narkic, and probably Grayson Allen as your five. If not, it'll be Royce O'Neal starting. Uh, very excited. Let's talk about the buyout market. So the, there are candidates in the buyout market now that we can start looking at. Because we have two roster spots that are open. So the Suns traded out four players and they only brought back two. Personally, I would also cut Damian Lee and open up a third roster spot. I don't think you need Damian Lee on this team. You have plenty of scoring and shooting. And I would much rather throw two or three final roster spots at as many big men and big wings, power forwards or or big small forwards that you can. That would be personally what I would do um but they're probably not going to cut Damian Lee so you've got two roster spots open for buyout candidates. Now remember, we talked about this before in the podcast. The Suns cannot sign anyone that is bought out that makes over 12.2 million dollars a year. This is um this includes I think the Phoenix Suns, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Clippers, the Warriors. There's a couple other teams that this includes. That cannot sign buyout guys. Like they cannot sign Spencer Dinwiddie, they cannot sign Kyle Lowry, they cannot sign Chris Paul if he were bought out or something like that. Like they can't sign these guys because they make more than twelve point two million dollars a year. They can sign, you know, a few different players, uh, and there there are some really good ones. You know, Danilo Gallinari just got bought out. There's rumors DeLon Wright might get bought out. You know, there's. Um, Going to be, I'm trying to look for this on a couple Twitter accounts. Just the whole list of buyout candidates, but uh, Furcon, Korkmaz got bought out. Corey Joseph got bought out. Thaddeus Young, um, there's Marcus Morris. uh, You know, Killian Hayes, Robin Lopez, Daniel House got bought out. There's there's some players out there. Maybe Otto Porter Jr. gets a buyout. There will be players out there that are going, you know, maybe Derek Rose or we'll have to watch the next week as the buyout market really takes shape as to who will be out there. I hope they go get Bismack Biombo. <laughs> I think they need another backup big. I really hope they can go out and get someone that is, <coughs> excuse me, a big wing and they might want to take a stab at a backup point guard like DeLon, Wright If he is uh, available that I think would make a lot of sense for the suns. And that's the final piece, you know, for the, for this team is to just fill out the roster spots with who are the buyout candidates, you know, and that I think is going to really determine, I guess, where we're at, you know, overall. Um, I, I think the, the future of this team and now it does look better. They added for sure a bona fide player that <laughs> can play in the playoffs. None of the four guys they traded are going to be in the, we're going to be in the playoff rotation that, you know, likely. A couple other names to look at, Otto Porter Jr. that is expected to be in the bio market, uh, uh, Seti Osman, maybe Seth Curry, DeLon Wright, Derrick Rose, Patty Mills, other free agents. Uh, I don't think Oladipo is going to be ready, but Victor Oladipo could be one. Killian Hayes, I think I mentioned. So there's some players out there, and we'll just have to monitor kind of who else is out there that that goes. So. As of now, I would probably take Bismack, Biombo, Otto Porter Jr. <clears throat> and probably call it a day because you have two spots. I really think they need another backup big who can grab rebounds and defend against bigs. I think that's extremely important. And if DeLon Wright's out there, I think I would take a swing. Thad, Thad Young is another guy I might look at. I don't really think I'd go for D- Danilo Gallinari. <laughs> as much as he can shoot, as much as he can shoot it. Um they This team doesn't really need more shooting and scoring. They they need rebounding, toughness, blocking shots. That's what they really need. So I wouldn't say yes to Seth Curry. I don't think yes to Patty Mills. Derek Rose, maybe. I think DeLon Wright, Derek Rose would be possibilities. No to Corey Joseph. No to Robin Lopez. Robin would be a last resort. I just don't think he's very good at all. Um, I don't think he can play. You know, literally at all. I would maybe entertain Dwight Howard, but I don't think he's coming to the league. Um, so that's you know where they're at. There's some buyout candidates. This roster is pretty much set for the playoffs outside of the buyout guys, and you're hoping one of the buyout guys can be a playoff rotation piece potentially. But you shouldn't bank on any of these guys that the Phoenix Suns are signing to be bona fide guaranteed playoff rotation pieces. That's just too much to expect from buyout candidates at this point. You're you're most likely saying right now that you have seven good playoff rotation pieces. I think they do. They've got the starting lineup, Book, Beal, Durant, Nurkic, and then you've got Grayson Allen, Royce O'Neal, Eric Gordon. That's seven players that you can play in the playoffs, and you need one or two more at most with shortened rotations. You don't play 10 guys usually, especially past the first round. So you've got one or two more spots. You hope it's a Bismack. You hope it's a guy like... Otto Porter Jr. Maybe if he can even play, uh, maybe a Gallinari, maybe a Thad Young. Uh, I'd probably take a swing though at the bigs. Otto Porter Jr. or bigger wings. Thad Young, Otto Porter Jr., Bismack. Those would be my preferences, and I would cut Damian Lee if I if it were if I were coach and GM, I'd cut Damian Lee. I'd open up three spots, and I would go get those three players: Otto Porter Jr., Thad Young, and Bismack Biombo to give you the most size toughness rebounding that can also go. And and you know, Josh is the other guy. You know, Bull Bull, those guys, are they going to play in the playoffs? We'll see. Probably Akogi gets some minutes. I could see Bull Bull getting some minutes, but it's really to to be determined. I would just give yourself ample opportunity to to cross every INT and to get every single person you can in, in the building that has some size, some toughness, some rebounding and some defense. Because the Suns, as you know, they can score and shoot the lights out and score with the best of them. And they have three stars, three bucket getters that can get their shots at home. And more importantly, they can get them on the road. They can score off the dribble. They can shoot off the ball. They can come off screens. They can take it isolation and score. The Suns are have the championship winning star power offensively. It fits the profile. They are still lacking, in my opinion, A little bit of size and toughness in the four and five department, power forward and center, the depth behind Nurkic, who is really reliable that you can count on. Can you count on Bull Bull in the playoffs? I say no. I think he has some talent and upside, and he will be a big-time impact player if he keeps getting minutes. I don't think it's going to be this year. It wouldn't shock me if next year Bol Bol is developing more with more consistent minutes that he could become that uh, that player. I just think it's a little unrealistic to think Bol Bol is going to be that <coughs> player right now this year. So I think you got to go get a guy who's played in playoffs. Go bring back Bismack. I think they're going to bring Bismack in if I had to guess. Beyond that, no idea. Um, so it'll be really fun to see. We want to make a quick episode. Talked about the Suns, you know, trading Udoonanabe. Trading Jordan Goodwin, trading Kata Bates-Diop, trading Shimezi Metu, bringing in Royce O'Neal, bringing in David Roddy, bringing in a couple guys that are 6'4", 6'6", that can shoot the three a little bit. They can play defense. They can rebound. They got a little tougher, which is good. They got a young piece in Roddy that they can work on and develop. And the, and the other thing is they kept Nasir Little. That's the other thing. So why does that matter? One, you could hopefully develop Nas Little next year. He's not going to play this year. But maybe you can develop him next year because he is under contract multiple years. (coughs) Or (laughs) next year when you can't aggregate salaries. Meaning next year, the Suns cannot do two-for-one, three-for-one player trades and get somebody back. They can't do that next year. So... The Suns next year, if they want to make a trade, it's got to be one player for one player. They can't do what they did this year or next year because they're over the second apron, and the Phoenix Suns are going to be over the second apron tax-wise for the next two seasons guaranteed, for sure. The 2024-2025 regular season and the 2025-2026 regular season, the Phoenix Suns, as constructed, will be over the second apron both seasons. They will not have the taxpayer mid-level exception or the mid-level exception or the biannual exception. They will not be able to do multiple players for one trades. There'll be one for one trades. And I don't even think they can do the buyout market next year. So this is a really critical, this was a really critical trade deadline to get guys that potentially could help you win this year. And you have the bird rights to sign them next year in Royce O'Neill. Royce is only 30. He's got a couple years left in the league. I don't think he's going to play a, long, a lot longer than two or three years in the league, but I think he can help you win this next couple of years. It's a home run trade deadline if you extend Royce O'Neal for a couple of years and he plays here and he's good because you then gave up three second round picks, a lot of your assets for a guy that hopefully is not just a rental, but let's hope that he was a missing piece for this team to help go win a championship. I feel better. They got one more good impact rotation player for the playoffs. I think they're still one short, potentially at the big man spot, but they got better. They're getting closer, and this team is definitely going to be a contender um, as long as they're in the top six. They don't have to be in the play-in tournament. I expect them to finish with a top four record, uh, maybe at worst five or six. So Let's see what happens with the Suns team. We'll do another episode once the buyout market's finalized, and once this roster is fully done. We'll give you another uh, analysis episode and kind of break it down for you. But we just wanted to come on tonight, talk about the Suns trade deadline. I'd give it a B plus. You know, Miles Bridges, talent-wise, would have been the best player. But off the court, huge issues, and he didn't want to be traded. And uh, let's hope the Suns round this roster out and go for it all, and they finally bring that first championship home to the Valley we've all been waiting on. It's February 8th. We will know you know in a few months where what we're working with uh we'll, we'll know a lot sooner than that probably by the end of february i would imagine is when we'll know by you know what this roster looks like after buyouts and then you know we're obviously going to know as we go in the playoffs how we're how we're looking so go sons uh everybody have a great night take care and uh native az sports show we'll talk to you soon <laughs>